Welcome to the LeafCast. Takes by Leaf for Leaf. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode. Again, I want to take some time and uh, just really express my appreciation to the listening audience. Um, our viewership or, or listening ship, for lack of a better word, whatever the term is, is really kind of growing on a steady uptick. So I'm really pleased by that. I pre- I'm pleased by all the feedback, etc. So thank you. Please continue um, to listen. So obviously, you know, again, as I've said in prior shows, this is not meet the press, right? You know, I'm not here to kind of give you a recap of everything you have seen on CNN or any other news source. And sometimes, a lot of times, people are tuning in because they are tired of hearing the news. But there's a couple things I did want to hit hit on. Um, I actually just got this not too uh, long ago before I started the podcast, and I found it to be particularly interesting, so I want to share it with the audience. Um, As you know, we are in a pandemic. Plus, you're sleeping under a rock. (laughs) You woke up today, Rip Van Winkle. Oh, my goodness, we're in a pandemic. So, the federal government um, has created a lot of different task force, but there's one task force now. It's called, um, these are the officials that are on the Council to Reopen America. I guess it's the Reopen America Task Force. So a couple of things I want to, you know, say about this council, and I'm sure they're going to be doing some uh, incredible work on behalf of the American people. I said this on an earlier podcast, and I think it's appropriate that especially now in light of everything that we know about the individuals who are running the federal government let's not just blindly trust the messenger let's ask some questions or at least think about the credibility of some of the messengers so i want to just kind of talk through just a couple of people that are on this committee or the council to reopen america and you give me your thoughts you know yeah there is uh let's see here there's ivanka trump um I'm not sure what qualifies her to be on this council, but she's on it. Um, Jared is on there as well. And, and and we can spend a whole podcast talking about the weird dynamic of Trump, Ivanka, and Jared. So let's just put that on hold. But there's a couple of individuals for the Wilbur Ross. I, I still can't believe. If someone told you their name was Wilbur, it literally, you would think it looked like the picture of Wilbur Ross. This is like an old, bald, white man. It's kind of what Wilbur Ross looks like. Or, but there's a couple of people I want to talk about on this committee. Um, a good friend of mine and friend of the show. I'm being facetious when I say that. Larry Kudrow. Um, I just went and did a Wikipedia search on Larry. And there's some interesting facts about this gentleman. So let me just read you. This is straight from his Wikipedia entry. And maybe people are, you know... Um, uh, you know, editing it so it makes him look bad. But I'm just reading from what's in Wikipedia. This is Larry Kudlow. This individual, again, he is on the Council to Reopen America. In the late 1990s, after a publicized battle with cocaine and alcohol addiction, Kudlow left Wall Street to become an economic media commentator. So, stop. I want again, I want to repeat that. In the late 1990s, after a publicized battle with cocaine and alcohol addiction, Kudlow left Wall Street to become an economic and media commentator. What do I take from that? First of all, if you've uh, ever worked on Wall Street or you have worked, you know, kind of um, aligned closely with Wall Street, you know 
that there's a like of a lot of alcohol abuse that is prevalent in the financial services industry. Um, dare I say cocaine as well. For you to basically be kicked off, kicked out of Wall Street, meaning, hey, you can't even fucking work here anymore. And again, Wall Street is obviously not, you know, it's more of a theoretical place than it is one company named Wall Street. But my point is, for you no longer to get a job in the financial services industry, do you know how much blow Larry Kudlow had to have done? Combined with the drink. I remember there was a story, and um, there was a woman who worked in, uh, you know, he worked in, she worked in uh, Manhattan, she worked in the uh, financial service industry, and she admitted that every day she would come to work with a, you know, kind of one of these thermostats that a runner, jogger would use, um, you know, filled with vodka. So this is just the nine, you know, she would say she'd come in, you know, work from nine to 12 with this, you know, huge squeeze bottle full of vodka. I don't know if she's cutting it with anything, but she's just, you know, again, just in her office doing calls, doing meetings. And when you're at a certain level, I, th I think people need to understand this. You, you know, if you're a certain level, you're a manager, you know, you're a leader, you're an executive, for lack of a better term. You're not really like writing memos or designing things. You're managing people. A lot of your day-to-day -day work is managing folk. So you're interacting with, you know, again, business folk, your own colleagues, and you're literally, you know, a, literally a pint of vodka in already, you know, and it's, it's not even 12 o'clock yet. So... My point is, is that, you know, alcoholism isn't something that's new to Wall Street. Neither is cocaine addiction. So, again, think of much, think about how much blow and vodka Kudlow had to had consumed for them to be like, you know what, dude, why don't you go and do TV for a minute? The other thing about, you know, these things, it's not like a faucet, right? You know, you could turn on and turn off. I always find it interesting that when an African-American has um, used cocaine or has a drinking problem, you know, it's like he's never going to be able to beat this demon that could come back at any time. You know, Larry Quadro is, is, is literally, he's working in the White House. He's an economic advisor for the president. And, you know, again, people typically say, when are the times that you're most likely to have a relapse if you are trying to, you know, sustain from any substance? It's typically during a time of pressure and stress. Is there a more of a time of pressure and stress than right now when the fucking economy is just, just disintegrating right in front of our eyes? So the question I have to the audience, do you think that Larry has done a line or two in the last in the, in the past month? Do you think he's done just a couple of lines? Just a line, just, a, you know, just a, maybe a couple. Like when he first saw the Dow just, just go to the shitter, did he just think to himself, I better call my dealer? Does his dealer still on speed dial? You know, or did he have to reach out and find a dealer? I think that's probably always awkward when you're looking for a new dealer. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but that's your boy Larry. So that's Larry Kudlow and, you know, He's on the Economic Reopening America panel. Um, another fan favorite for me is a gentleman by the name of Steve Mnuchin. Um, a lot of you, you know, obviously, you know, Steve, Steve's the Treasury Secretary. He's done a lot of um, interesting things in his time period. But I want to read you another quote um, from Mnuchin's bio uh, um, from Wikipedia. Mnuchin was a member of Sears Holding Board of Directors from 2005 until December 2016. 
Okay. Sears Holding, just to, for, for those do, that do not know, that's, that's Sears. Okay. Sears is the company that you know of that's basically gone down the shitter in the last decade because of mismanagement. All right. This dude was on the board of Sears. I don't even know if there's a fucking Sears that you can find. Like, again, now we're out and under quarantine, but pre-quarantine, how many Sears were still up and running? So this this guy inherited the role. He got, he came on the board in 2005, and literally over a decade, he was there as the company literally deteriorated and went into shit. Okay, that's just part one of what I found to be interesting about Mr. Mnuchin's uh, background. And before that, he was on Kmart's board of directors. Is Kmart even a thing anymore? I believe Kmart is going through bankruptcy. I don't even know. Like, I, to me, this is the guy, okay? He's on the committee. He's on the council. And you can literally look at his background. And would you trust this motherfucker to manage $5, let alone be the steward of bringing the economy back? Here's a man, again, his claim to fame was he sat on the board of Kmart and Sears. These are companies that literally don't even fucking exist. Okay? This, these, are, these, these guys. Um... And again, I can I can go through more of these individuals' resumes, but the point that I want to make out to the audience is, think about the credibility of the messenger, right? So the next time we you know we talked about previously, you know my favorite cousin fucker uh, Rudy Giuliani, um, we talked previously uh, <laughs> about Peter Navarro and his uh, disposition or inclination to uh, cite himself as an expert in his writings using an acronym of his own name. Now, add to that collection again, Larry Kudlow, who doesn't have, if he doesn't have an eight ball in his pocket, he's probably got one in his desk. And now we've got Steve Mnuchin, who literally his track records are making, you know, average at best movies and being the steward of companies who have gone into bankruptcy. So no wonder Trump fucks with him so well. So these are some of the individuals. So why are we talking about this concept? And again, there's other things to talk about besides just this, because you heard over the weekend and now you hear into Monday uh, this push that we should reopen the economy. Or bring, you know, reopen America, get America back to work. First of all, I take offense at the concept that America isn't working. I'm working right now. Like, I work a 9 to 5 job right now. You know, my job didn't stop, fortunately for me, you know, because of the quarantine. So, I'm continuing to work. So, while I can understand, while others are not working, I think it is, you know, disingenuous at the best to say that America needs to get back to work, that somehow we're all being lazy asses sitting here in the house, right? So that's just the first kind of concept. But the second one is, he thinks now he's floating out like, hey, it's definitely going to happen May 1st, we're going to do it with a bang. I don't know what a bang is, but you'd have to be a fucking moron to think in your mind that somehow something magically is going to happen in about two weeks that you can just go outside and just be good. Like, so I don't know what this thing is. Maybe it's like the old, if you're, if you're, if you're some of the older people in the audience, you remember that Coke commercial where everybody, you know, I wish the world such such, I wish the world could all drink Coke, whatever. And they're all kind of swaying back and forth. You know, maybe that's what he's envisioning. I don't know, but it's very interesting that somehow he thinks May 1st, 
company's going to go or or America's going to go back to work because it highlights one of the again re, you know as you recall when the pandemic really started to spread in the United States the question was posed to the president why have you not you know why have you not closed down you know issued a stay at home order and his response was that's something that the states have to do i believe in the constitution and you know again i didn't i didn't agree with that take on federalism um i think if you have enacted wartime powers you should be able to issue a stay-at-home order but he didn't take that role he said literally i cannot issue a mandate a stay-at-home order because guess what the constitution won't allow me to he could have even said, hey, I suggest that you do a stay-at-home order. Didn't even do that. This was kind of do what you want. You guys figure it out. I'm not really involved type of guy. So, hey, let's just set that leadership quality aside for a second. The thing that's very interesting to me as it relates to this is, so initially he said, I have no power to tell the states to stay at home. Now he is saying, I am the president and I have the power to open up the economy. Like, I don't know what that means. Is he going to send, you know, troops into New York and force Starbucks to reopen <laughs> at gunpoint? Like, I, I don't get, I mean, I really, I don't even know what that means. I, 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 it's frightening to think about what that, you know, would look like. But again, just keep in mind, Wilbur Ross, Wilbur Ross, he's not Wilbur, he's Wilbur, Wilbur Ross, uh, Ivanka. You know, my man Larry with the eight ball, Mnuchin, these are the guys that are making the decisions that are going to impact your economic well-being. I think anybody can say, you know, look, I think everybody wants to go back, you know, outside and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. I still see people today, you know, walking around, you know, with no gloves on, no scarf on, just fuck it. I'm just in the street. But Everybody wants to go back. I don't think anybody's like, you know, is pro just staying in the house in perpetuity. I think people want to go back and not die. I think that's kind of the caveat about going back. Hey, I'd like not to die. So if you think about that dynamic, the question is, can you see a scenario where you've got blue states who are listening to the scientists and, you know, kind of keeping the stay at home orders intact? And then you've got red states where it's just like, fuck it, you know, I mean, there's, there's, you know, and I believe it's like Arkansas or some of these other states where they're like allowing, you know, parishioners together for, you know, uh, Easter. You know, I believe uh, Jesus wouldn't want you to get coronavirus. I don't think, uh, I think Jesus would be okay if you didn't show up for Easter service. I think he'd be cool with that. You know, I don't think, I don't think he'd be like, damn it, why isn't anybody out here? You know, so, so, but again... These are the, and, and when I want to, you know, realize, highlight that the distinction that is played out politically between, you know, red and blue, Republican and Democrat, now is playing out scientifically, meaning you've got certain states that adhere to science, and then you've got other states that literally are just doing, and I think they asked Trump, whether it was this weekend, I believe, or at least, I think it was probably like either, it was not, it wasn't Friday, it was Sunday, where they asked him, you know, what was the metric for opening up the states? And he pointed to his head. Um, that initially freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> you know, because this is like, clearly this is, I, I just, you know, again, I don't want to make every, you know, commentary a political one, but I just think that if 
anything, the handling of this virus and this disease, I think, if anything, should make you understand as an audience member, and hopefully, if you did understand this, you do understand it now, and it would make you go and talk to your friends and relatives, uh, you know, and say to these people, hey, your vote matters, okay? You can say, oh, well, you know, there's a lot, there's not really a distinction between the two parties, and you can make arguments about a lot of those things. But when we come down to, again, black and white issues, listening to scientists, listening, pointing to your head, and saying you're going to listen to your head, who would you want to be in charge? These are issues that, again, Every four years, you as an audience member, you as a listener, have the ability, please vote. Understand that your power in voting is so much more substantial than you may ever think it may be because at times like this, it rears its head. So I'm not here to relitigate 2016 and anybody who decided that they weren't going to vote for Hillary Clinton or any kind of thing. I don't even want to hear it talk about that. But I do want to talk now. You have a clear choice. An idiot or, or the alternative. I'll take the alternative. I'm not even saying that the alternative might not be dumb. But I know, based upon the last three years, this guy's a moron. Okay? Whether you want to talk about Charlottesville... Um, you know, the, the, again, the, the multiple things that he has done to be get to, 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 to be impeached. Any of this stuff is like, this would be the last fucking guy that you think, okay, you know what? We're in a crisis. This is the guy, you know, we're going to go to, but what do I know? So anyways, let's, you know, kind of keep things moving. I don't want to focus too much on, uh, you know, uh, the, the president and his inability to just solve for simple things, but probably like the rest of you. You know, I have watched a lot of TV, okay? Probably more TV than, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm ashamed to admit a lot of TV. And, and watching TV, you know, obviously you watch, you know, the commercials. And one of the commercials that struck me that I found to be interesting, I believe there's a couple of these services now. This is like uh, the DNA testing services. There's 21 and Me or something on those lines. There's a couple of them out there that are out now. And it's like, hey, you can... Um, Put your DNA, you know, in a cup or something. I don't know. I've never done it. You just submit it, and then they'll be able to, you know, you know, identify, you know, relatives and all that kind of good shit like that. As a black person who watched the OJ trial, there's not a fucking chance in hell that I will ever give up my DNA willingly. You know, I may unwillingly or unknowingly give it up, but I'm not mailing a random company shit. Like, it's just, like, I don't know these guys. Like, you know, so, and then more than that, let's assume that the DNA is correct, right? Let's assume they're not going to use it for other means. The next thing they know, they're not cloning people or whoever knows what the fuck they could do about it or framing people for murders that they did not commit, you know? <laughs> but the thing that so amazes me about this, like, I've seen, I, I've anecdotally heard this where, you know, people will submit their DNA and then they'll realize, like, their dad wasn't really their dad. You know, <laughs> just like, and, like, you know, the question, there's a, a, you know, a, a terminology they, they use in the legal world, which is, you should never ask a question that you're not prepared for the answer for. So this is like, why would you submit your DNA? It's like people realizing that, again, they have different parents. Um, people realizing that, you know, somebody else may be their dad. And let me tell you something. 
you know, I, you know, um, I'm sure everybody, you know, may have had some, you know, indiscretions during their youth. You know, the last thing I want is, you know, 23-year-old motherfucker showing up on my door, you know, holding up some certificate talking about, I went to this website and it says you're my daddy. Because at that point in time, you know, I literally will change uh, the tone of my voice and tell them my name is Eric Carlton Smith. Because <laughs> there's no fucking way. No fucking way. So, so I'm not doing it. I, 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 I'm sure others are. And, and I wish you the best of luck um, with 21 and me or any of these other you know uh dna services that are out there you know now you know it's quarantine obviously uh barber shops are closed uh, some of you are already bald you don't have to worry about that too much um others of us you know like myself you know didn't really think they were bald but now that one's hair is growing out you can start to see like damn i am old like you know, it's not growing in the way that i want so the spirit of growing my afro out in four weeks is there but my hair's willingness uh to do as much is definitely not um my beard is a color of gray that well i knew some of it was gray but now it's pretty much you know graying in well where i look like you know gray beard the ghetto pirate or something along those lines who knows but <laughs> you know it's, it's just an interesting um you know, kind of seeing yourself in a way that you previously did not because you were, you know, doing things differently as it relates to uh, one's grooming. Another thing that I wanted to touch on, and this is, you know, salient as it relates to the ability to do this podcast, which is, hey, I've seen multiple reports and articles out there that are saying if, um, if you are a marijuana smoker, that you are increasing your chances of contracting uh, coronavirus. So I say that to say to the audience that this might be my last episode. <laughs> like, if the choice is stop smoking or get coronavirus, fuck it, I'm gonna roll the dice. Now, I know that's not right, that's not prudent, that's not a good way to think about things, but... I always find it funny if you notice it like the times that you really would like to smoke is the times that they tell you you can't smoke like for instance if you're if you're uh, looking to get a new job you can't smoke because they're going to test you for that like the most stressful times like you're you know I would think that you know if you're applying for a job you're looking for a job or moving to another job you know that can be stressful it's always been stressful when I have decided to leave jobs those will be times that you want to smoke can't smoke then you know if you're out on bail so if you're facing criminal charges, so if you're facing, if you're literally facing incarceration, one would think what now would be the time that you should be allowed to smoke. But again, you know, can't smoke there as well. Can't smoke then as well either. So it's like all the time, especially now, it's one somebody said, hey, we're going to put you inside for four plus weeks. We don't know when it will end. And the people who are going to determine uh, when you can come outside are a guy who fucked a porn star raw, um, a guy who literally probably has an eight ball in his, uh, you know, the lining of his jacket, <laughs> and a guy who was so great on the economy that he watched single-handedly as Sears and Kmart fucking bit the, bit the dust. So you think now would be the time uh, to do said thing. So yes, it's a crazy time. It's a stressful time. You know, I want everybody to try to find whatever ways of relaxation, whether that be meditation, you know, some bud, you know, drinking a beer, whatever that may be.
But keep in mind, um, you know, keep your hands to yourself. And what I mean by that is there's been a huge spike in domestic violence, which is, you know, it's not, it, it's first of all, it's not a funny issue and I'm not trying to make light of it at all. My point simply is, is that there's a lot of folk that are indoors. You know, again, if you are, you know, in a two bedroom uh, apartment and there are seven people staying there, that's hard. Um, that's definitely hard to do if you're doing it for four weeks. So whatever it is that you do, keep one's hands to oneself, um, you know, and try, you know, any of these different things to get you to relax. If it means not listening to the news, if it means, you know, listening to this podcast, whatever it is, it's going to, you know, get, bring you some humor to your day. You know, please try to do that as opposed to some of the alternatives that are out there. You know, one of the things that I find, you know, also kind of, you know, fascinating during this time period, two things. And again, I don't want to hold the audience too long. One, if there was one article today that should jump out to you as an audience member, it is the article they talked about that one of the largest pork facilities in the country, they had to shut down because they found coronavirus. Now, think about this for a second. This is a business. Do you think a company would want to self-shut itself down? It's 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 sole job. People don't understand capitalism. A company's sole job and responsibility is to make money. So there had to be a shitload of corona for them to be like, hey, guess what? We got to shut down one of the biggest pork facilities in the country. So am I saying that right now you should go into your refrigerator and throw out all the fucking pork? No. I probably what I am saying is you probably want to stock up on all your meats uh, now as opposed to waiting to, you know, May 1st when Trump says allegedly the country is going uh, to reopen again. Because, you know, people have I, and a lot of times, you know, and, you know, we've talked on this show before about, you know, the risk that, you know, workers and warehouses and those kind of things run in terms of the virus. You know, think about it in terms of, you know, the, these meat uh, facilities, you know, a motherfucker coughing in a meat facility or touching something in a meat facility that now is spreading these, you know, this potential, you know, these diseases. So, you know, times like this, so that's number one. It talks about the, the potential. If you just think about this on a macro level for a second, could you not envision other industries that produce meat products or food in general becoming shut down because of the spread of the pandemic? And if so, you know, don't wait until two weeks from now to make your run on food. You know, have people order food or bring food to you, you know, in terms of, you know, delivery services. And again, I'm not suggesting that those kitchens are any better than these meat facilities, but in terms of bringing produce, groceries to you, you know, have them do that or go out and get it yourself and try to go out and get it at, you know, the best times. Like if you, you know, don't don't wait until like, you know, the first of the month and try to, and if you live in a predominantly black neighborhood and think that it's going to be fun, you know, going to the grocery store, coronavirus be damned. So just some mindful tips, you know, as we move to the end of the show. The other thing, you know, I want to talk about, there was outrage or at least earlier there was morning there was outrage. I'm not on Facebook. Do not look for me on Facebook or Instagram or any of those things. And that's why the show's not advertised on those platforms because I'm not on them. So if you, as an audience member, are on Instagram, uh, if you're on Facebook, please feel free to, you know, to post the show or make the show available. I don't know how you do all that. I'm not on those platforms, but 
God bless. So there's a thing called Facebook Live, and you know I, I'm not stupid. I can kind of understand what that may be, and so I think Puffy was doing you know some type of Facebook Live show on Sunday, and uh, Lizzo started twerking, and he immediately you know shut that down. Later on in the uh, this you know this Facebook Live or whatever this thing is, I believe uh, Drea or Dry, I don't know how to pronounce the young lady's name. Um, this is the woman who made Derek Fisher leave training camp, leave training camp, camp with the Knicks to go check her out and then subsequently get his ass kicked uh, by the husband. Who I forgot who the husband's name. It'll come to me after the show ends. But one of the, probably one of the funniest things, again, this is a, just a sad tragedy of the Knicks that your head coach, again, <laughs> leaves training camp to get his ass kicked. You know, so this is the woman who created that drama. So she's twerking. And apparently Puffy is okay with that. Um, there was an immediate outrage, uh, you know, by people, I, I'm assuming Lizzo fans that were mad that, you know, Lizzo was denied the opportunity to twerk. Um, let me say something just from my own perspective. I don't want to see an obese woman dancing. I don't want to see an obese man dancing. Let me go back. I don't want to see an obese person dancing. I don't personally. I don't give a fuck if it's ballet, if it's um, you know, I don't like just the waltz. I don't want to see. It. I definitely don't want to see an obese woman, you know, uh, gyrating her buttocks in any fashion. Okay, that's not something. And I especially don't want to fucking see the shit on Easter. So <laughs> that's if, if that makes me and, and, and I find it funny because all oh, you know, you're body shaming. I'm like fuck body shaming. Since when did we make obesity fun and acceptable? Okay? I grew up in an age when if you were a fat ass, it was okay for you to be teased about being said fat ass. But now in this age, it's like, oh, you're being mean, you're bullying her, and you're fat shaming her. And like, nobody wants to fucking see that shit. Okay? And moreover than that, we should not be glamorizing obesity. People literally are dying from obesity. Right now, if you are obese, your likelihood of contracting uh, corona is much higher than someone else. So my thought process for Lizzo is, you know, put down the pork, especially now some of these facilities are getting corona. You know, so lay off the ice cream, you know, and all the Skittles. And hey, look, I'm not, I'm, look. There are men out here, and I know guys who are very attracted to, you know, heavyset women, and God bless. But what I'm saying is we shouldn't be glamorizing it, and we shouldn't be saying to our youth, hey, you know what you should do? Die an early death of morbidity or, 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 or obesity. Like, why would you do that? So, I'm not for Lizzo twerking, whether it be at a basketball game or Facebook Live, but that's just me. Um, I'm not really familiar with Drea or Drea's work. I'm not on Facebook. I didn't see it. But again, if it is good enough for, you know, the coach of the Knicks, Derek Fisher, to risk his job and get his ass beat, then, you know, it's good enough for me. Uh, anyways, I, I want to bring this podcast to an end, as I say always, and I will continue to say, be safe, be situated, stay strong.